Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Off the Bar with Rob and Joey. I'm Joey. And I'm Rob. All right, so the entry draft has happened. Um, I'll give the Devils the win for the day. I know, that's right. I feel like it's so for it's like forever ago now, though. Yeah, I, I feel know. like I feel it's like... already old news, and I've been just hype all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, you know, Jack Hughes goes number one, trade for P.K. Subban, had a pretty decent day, two days. So, I don't know anything else about any of your other picks, so. Um, I've seen them criticized, but I don't know why. It pretty much just went like Hughes, the Subban thing, and then we just picked like three or four huge defenders like in a row pretty much. Okay. And I then, would have to see your list. I mean, I was I watched most of the most of the draft on the second day and obviously all of the first round. Um and honestly, I mean, the second day just goes by so fast. Yeah. That if you don't I, have like an idea of who these kids already are. I mean, like after like towards the end of the second round is when I was like out of my wheelhouse for knowing anybody, so Yeah, yeah, at that point you're just like reaching for for names you've heard of in like fucking video games. <laughs> yeah. Or you hear like, oh yeah, this kid could be really something, then you like Google him real quick, but then ten more kids get picked between the time Google loads, so Yeah. I do know our seventh round pick too. Um, was actually projected to go in like the second or third round too. Oh, really? Yeah, but so I say I think Calgary got a steal in the seventh round with like a goalie. Really? Yeah, yeah, dude. like the backup for Carter Hart. I think they drafted when he was in Everett. Oh no, shit. So yeah, I mean, I won't go too far into the later round drafts, but I just sometimes I feel like, what do you people want out of like a draft? It's like I saw someone criticizing it. And it's like none of them are like overwhelming, and it's like. Well, yeah, now we've put together, like, a skill roster, and we're, like, fucking tiny. We just want some big boys, and not every later-round pick's going to make it. So if you just pick four big-ass dudes who play big-ass defense and hope one of them sticks, we already got Hughes and Subban on the day. Like, I'm cool with that as a strategy. Like, yeah. pick four six-foot-two, 200-pound defensemen and hope that one of them's the next, like, Tyler Myers. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Call it I mean, a day. Decent strategy. I would say, I mean, I'm actually, like, now that I've had time to, like, comprehend the whole thing, like, I'm actually pretty happy with the Flyers draft. Um, obviously, I can't believe like, you I, guys got fucking Bobby Brink. Yeah. I was, I was ridiculing you guys hard and everyone for passing on Caulfield, and I guess that this is, like, a consolation. How'd you even get that pick? You traded it to Nashville, to Nashville. and then we traded our second-round pick, which was, like, 45, and, like, a third-round pick, like, number 65. To Nashville. I don't really understand that from a Nashville point of view. I feel like that they should have snuck in the most talented player with that pick. I feel like that's kind of a waste of us trading them that high ass pick. They were just going to give it away. <laughs> they should have taken yeah. their second round pick back then. I, was, I should would have, have gotten to, Bobby Brink. Yeah, I mean, I would have to see who they took with like our number forty. I feel like they got someone that like a lot of. I saw a lot of people on like Twitter saying that the Flyers should pick at forty five. Oh, really? And But everybody was pretty happy with moving up for Bobby Brink. And, like, once everybody got over of, like, the outrage of not drafting Cole Caulfield twice. Um, nice. Cam York actually looks like a pretty good pick. Um, it's pretty much, like, right around where he was supposed to. I was, I was more mad at the time because I thought that we were trading back for Arizona to draft Caulfield. And then they didn't. They drafted Soderstrom. So then I was just like, all right, well, no one took Caulfield. And, I mean, Bobby Brink isn't Cole Caulfield, but he's, like, a poor man's Cole Caulfield. And, like, I think, like, one of the writers, like, Charlie O'Connor that, like, covers the Flyers for The Athletic, he said, like, 
I think that if their plan was to get like a high-end forward and a high-end defenseman, the way that they did it was right because if you took Caulfield at 14, you would have a really high-end forward, but then if you wanted another high-end defenseman, you wouldn't have got that at probably 34 to where, you know, you get Brink at 34 and Cam York at 14, so. Fair enough. I'm not just criticizing you. I just think that the league messed up there. I think that how many times do you need to get burned? doing that before you like learn your lesson i think <laughs> caulfield and krebs will prove to be a I lot like of krebs I'll kid, prove actually, a lot of yeah. people wrong so those were like the two actually there was like three kids that after zegris went at number nine i think um that i wanted him and it was krebs caulfield and new hook and they literally went in a row the three picks after the flyers we took york Montreal took Caulfield, Vegas took Krebs, and then Colorado took Newhook all in a row. Yeah, I like those picks for them, man. I just, I don't know, I watched a lot of Caulfield highlights, man. I thought that that was, and yeah, I don't want to get too sucked into the draft because we got a lot of other like news and stuff to do in this episode because like I said, that already feels like forever ago, but it's hard not to mention the Hawks fucking up on this Byron thing. I can't, I can't, I'm so, I'm like so confused. Yeah, I mean, I on I really thought that their pick was going to be Turcotte or Byram. Um, I just, man, like I said to you, like, it was like the one, not the one time, I'm sure there's been plenty of other times, but like for it to be like a fop, top five, ten, Jesus Christ, can't talk, for it to be a top five pick and you being able to take like a hometown kid that actually has like, is actually probably going to be really good. Like, this would have been the time that no one would have batted an eye. And just, like, yeah, took our boy, Chicago kid, third overall, and it would have been cool. But Wait, which one of them was from Chicago? Turcotte. Oh. Yeah. So, Dude, Turcotte, up, I think, looks like the better player, too. No no offense to him. I think they got, like, if they're, if I mean, obviously it is, but, like, for a steal at number five, I think L.A. made out really well. So. Yeah. L.A. made just, out really well in this draft. So did Colorado, especially in the first round. Ooh, so to get Byram and New Hook. So, oh, Colorado, man! I'm like, yeah, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. So, and they're out west. So if yeah, they're so gonna be that like good, them, I don't, don't have to worry hate about them it. like the Penguins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they become the next Penguins, I still won't have to hate them as much as I hate the Penguins. Yeah. All right. So. I guess we'll start off with some news over the last couple of days. Uh, Roberto Luongo retired, so congratulations on the retirement. Probably, like, easily one of the best, like, off-ice personalities that there has been, at least in my lifetime. In hockey, yeah. Um, one of the greatest goaltenders Yeah, ever one of the best goaltenders. Too. I think he's, I want to say, third overall all-time in wins. Um, never played on a good team except for, like, Vancouver for those like that little stretch of years that they went to the six months yeah yeah so (laughs) you know man I hall of famer for me like first ballot hall of famer I don't see how he is like people debated I just like think you give that guy to a good team you know I think when I was watching like the hockey guy break down like all his stats or whatever like he never had like a hardly ever like a sub like 910 save percentage on like the worst teams you know and it just, it always just makes me think of how, like, good the Islanders could have been 
if you yeah. know they kept Luongo, they kept Chara, you know, all these guys that they had. I like just went back and like looked at that like trade again because I was just reading up more up on Roberto Luongo about his earlier career, some of the stuff I didn't know as much, and I just I don't understand how. <sighs> yeah, such a it's... bad, just so bad. Just why? <sighs> poor, poor fucking. Well, yeah. I say poor them. It's their fault. Just DP. Yeah, it's their fault. It was a bad bet, and and it's not even that it was a bad bet because like shit happens. Dude got hurt. It's really not his fault. Like no one could really see that coming. But like you had like high picks for like what was it like two or three years later, and you pick another goaltender. Yeah, it's like if I had <laughs> what are you top, doing? if I had top five picks, I'm pretty sure they took Roberto Luongo with like the fourth overall. I think so. Yeah, in '97, and then I had another top five pick in '99. I wouldn't have been taking another goalie. Like, I don't care who it was. Like, I already had yeah. the Wongo. Like, I get me a forward. I get me a defenseman. Yeah. Or someone, anybody. A franchise guy. Yeah, that was just yeah. bad, bad management there, man. So. They really didn't like that guy, and they just chose poorly. Yeah, it was poor But it would it would management. hurt less if it was, like, a free agent signing, and they're just, like, or they fell, it fell to them in, like, a trade or something, and they're like, well, now we don't need this guy. We just pick because we have this guy. But they... They like picked another goal that like makes no sense to me. My head like explodes just thinking yeah. about if my team did that, I'd flip the fuck out. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't think it'll ever be anything like that again. But that would be like Dallas, who just drafted like Ottinger like two years ago, drafting like Spencer Knight and trading Ot- Ottinger, which yeah. like Spencer Knight probably might be the I would say might be the better goalie or whatever. But it would be like similar to that. Yeah. But then you put that in the top five, and it's just like... Yeah. I mean, real quick, I don't want to (laughs) get... Are you seeing who got picked after? Yeah. In 99? Yeah. Give me just one sec. It was 99 for sure? Yeah. DiPietro. Yeah. Right? Or 2000. One of those two. Hang on. Son, if I get this before you... First overall, 2000. 2000? Yeah. Ah, yeah. 99 was Patrick Steffen. Oh, and the Sedins. Yeah. Oh, so Danny Heatley, Gabrick. Yeah, Gabrick would have been cool for them. Yeah, fucking Scott Hartnell. Yeah, fucking love that guy. <laughs> Damn, Rafi Torres got picked so high. What a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Like what? imagine being that was the Islanders too. They took Raffi, <laughs> they had two top five picks and took. Rafi wow. Torres and Rick DiPietro. Wow. When you could have had any Scott conversation Hartnell or next. combination of Hartnell, Gabber, Keatley. <laughs> yeah, you even Heatley. Hartnell, Keatley, and just had like found your center. I mean, I would have to see their roster or whatever for that year, but. All right, enough of that. Just my goodness gracious, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, Roberto Luongo, he's yeah. a Hall of Famer. Congrats. On your retirement. He's already been tweeting, so it's been funny. So I love yeah. that guy. Um Dave Haxtell is hired as the least assistant coach, which doesn't surprise me. I expected Dave Haxtell to get another job in the NHL after the Flyers fire after the Flyers fired him. The least kind of surprised me. It just well, now him and Mike Babcock get to play good cop, bad cop. They get to have like the same hair contest. It's like they look kind of similar. Like if you were to, like, I would hire Dave Haxtall to play Mike Babcock in the movie. Yeah, but to look better. Yeah. Well, like, you're like, they, well, we're not going to get an ugly-ass actor to play this ugly-ass dude. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. Uh, kind of funny. Yeah. And it a lot of I've seen a lot of tweets. It's like Mike Babcock gets fired this year, and then the Leafs win the cup with Dave Haxtell as the head coach. So that would be I'm really sure funny. you would love that. Uh, yeah, it would be be great. <laughs> like Craig Ruby and Braden Shen wasn't enough this year. So. Um, this isn't so much news and it's kind of already, it's kind of like past tense now because they've already signed, but I was listening to a podcast and you know, Travis Yost, yeah. he, he was on this podcast. I want to say like puck pursuit or some, one of those podcasts. I don't remember exactly which one, but he kind of made like a good point about like a lot of teams who were like chasing Marner or whatever. Like, I don't know if there's going to really be an offer sheet for him. But what I don't understand is why teams, and he said, why are teams not making it harder for Toronto to sign Kapanen and Janssen? Yeah. Like, they just, respectively, Kapanen signs a three-year 3.2 AAV, Janssen signs a four-year 3.4 AAV. Like, well, what could you do, though? They they signed in the re-sign period. No. You were able to uh, offer sheet starting the 26th. Oh. I checked. I checked. Really? You don't have to wait till the end of free agency for that? I I checked and what I saw was twenty the twenty sixth was the day. Dude, I didn't know that. Can I can we have a little talk about this? Because I feel like sure. this has been the talk of the town and it's Hold really on. been just one second. Next season or wait, let me just see. Uh maybe this is maybe this is next year. Uh wait. No, I think you can offer sheet someone, but they can't sign it until the first. Oh. So they could be on the table, they can't be signed. I'm pretty sure. So Don't quote I, me. Even if that's not true, or true or not true, I feel like, um, I just feel like they didn't get an offer sheet. Like, even if that's true, like, no one tried, and I feel like we're really... I just want to have this conversation because it's it interests me, and I don't know when they started coming up with, like, the restricted free agent rules. I know that you guys had that offer for Weber and fucking... Um, you know, St. Louis, I just feel like the compensation is like really high once you start to get up there. And I actually do kind of understand why you wouldn't as a GM want to go out and like be fucking up other other teams out of their all stars. And like, who wants to pay Marner 14 million a year? Like, I don't think those are actually going to happen. But I do think that they should like the GM should stop being afraid and use them. And especially for like mid tier players like and Janssen. And that's I almost feel- the point that I think he made on that podcast too, was like, because the because you got to think like the owners are the ones that like agree on this compensation and stuff. So obviously, no one wants to lose their, you know, four first round picks or their all stars. Yeah. Actually, I meant to say wants to lose their all stars. So what do you make the compensation? Something that almost nobody is going to want to you know shell out for. Yeah, you know, but I feel like uh, it's it's good so that we make sure that. Everybody gets a chance to play, even though we're in a salary cap era, right? Yeah. I feel like that that's the main point. It's really not like a, like, it's that, so these guys have some sort of bargaining chip, so a team just can't keep their rights and put them on a shelf. You know what I mean? So they're for, like, disputes and, and times where you can't get shit signed. So, like, I wouldn't be upset if anyone offer sheets Marner. I'd actually think it was fucking hysterical. Because I hate the Maple Leafs now, I feel like they're ruining a, such a good thing that they had over there. And um, but it's really meant so that, like, or I feel like, so that like you can 
I don't know. So one, so you just learn, you like make the right decisions with your contracts and that like good players get to play. And the one that like come and I feel like it hasn't gone down at all the past couple of years. And I feel like it's GM should not be afraid of each other. Like this is a business. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah. the one that comes to mind like immediately for me is Athanasiu. Why was that kid a couple of years ago not offered an offer sheet? He had to play in Russia for like six months so Detroit could like get their shit together. No one had the balls just to be like, here's like 3.5 or we'll even fuck give you four. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because you're a good player. And Detroit would have just taken the pick. And that just is. And they should they'll learn their lesson not to sign long term contracts for defensemen until they're 45 years old. Like, you know what I mean? And like... And they'll take a pick and a rebuild. I mean, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like, and same thing for like guys like Kapanen. And so that's what I want to see. I want to see like offer sheets for like guys who are like stuck on like the fourth line and are getting like dicked around by their team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And or, players that will get offer sheet sheeted and if accept or if like they accept the compensation will actually get a chance on their new team. Exactly. And I don't want to see a good player not play. Like that kid's good. And and I mean even Nylander, even Nylander. Why didn't was yeah. that not a thing? That's to, could someone not have tried to poach him and given him an offer sheet? Like why was that not like if he no, was I really that, that was upset? Completely on the table. Yeah. So I mean, and then what? What he got paid? He probably would have got more playing time on another team. It wouldn't have lasted as long. And then the Leafs wouldn't be having this cap trouble this year. They'd have Marner signed up, and they would have gotten a first, second, and a third round pick this year. So they actually would have gotten a pick this year and unloaded the Marlowe thing. Or they wouldn't even have had to do that because that money's not out. And they would have had two first round picks this year, two second round picks this year, two third round picks. Like, or no, the first is next year. I'm sorry. They gave up the first for Jake Muzzin. My bad. So a little backwards. But you you see what I'm saying here? Yeah. Like that. And then he could be in fucking Carolina right now or something. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. and I think that if I understand that some teams are richer than others, but like you got to really spend to the cap. Like you don't have to spend to the cap, but like you can't like not sign your good players because you want to keep it at so low. Like if Sebastian Ajo doesn't get done, like then, yeah, someone should just rob him from Carolina because that's just nonsense. You have to like fucking pay that dude. He's like your franchise. Like, yeah, God, I don't the closest know. thing you got to one. Yeah, I don't understand how Carolina is in any situation to, like, play hardball with Ajo. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, I get, like, cl- you don't want to overpay anybody or whatever. But he's asking for a respectable number from all I've heard. Well, I he's heard like a point-per-game player. Like, what, what have you heard? I thought it was, like, what, eight? And he, See, I've heard or- anywhere from, like, eight to nine and a half. But I feel Even like, nine and a half, though. Like, yeah, but I, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't feel like the money is the issue. I feel like... Because, like, Marn, or not Marn, or Matthew set, like, the bar, and he got five years instead of eight, I think a lot of players are asking for eight, and I think that's where Marner's hung up, too. It's like, I don't think that the Leafs are afraid to pay him, but they want him for eight years. Yeah. Where they have comparable right on his team, it's like, yo, Matthew's got five, I want five, homie. Like, because I think, and it's come out, you know, ever since, like, the whole, you know, this RFA class has come about, is that the TV deal is up. When the CBA is up, I think, this year and next year, or maybe next year. I don't know. This, the TV deal is up soon, and it sounds like there's going to be, you know, competitive offers. You know, I've heard ESPN, you know, whatever. There's going to potentially be, like, a better <laughs> deal or whatever. So they expect the cap to go up. 
So, and like that, like, I, you know, I just, you know, the hockey guy is the truth for me. But, like you said, like he said, the worst thing right now would be for the NHL to have a lockout when all this is about to go down. Because they lock out, TV deal goes right out the window, guaranteed. Yeah. But, like, and I think that's what the players see is, like, they want to be able to be in a position to take advantage of this TV deal because they're not stupid anymore. They're not in the dark. You know, most players, especially the ones that are making, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven million dollars a year, know where their money's coming from. The agents get better, you know. Dude, I think that a lot of people think it's coming from like a selfish point of view too. And it's like, well, they could make more money after that. But even irregardless of the number, I'm like really kind of on board with the players for that. I'm just thinking, what's Marner? Twenty two? You really want to sign a contract until you're 30? Like, I feel like we talk about this, or, well, not we, but, like, sports people in general, we, like, forget that these, like, kids are, like, fucking people. And, like, I thought about that. Like, if someone came to me when I was 22 and asked me to sign a contract for anything for eight years, I would have been like, yeah, no. Like, you know, I, like, actually really don't blame them for that. And yeah. and it actually makes sense. You push it till you're 27, then you look for a seven-year deal till you're 34, you hardly do any negotiating your whole career and you get paid and it's, you know, that's it. And I really like I used to kind of because I, I, you know, I kind of didn't understand why Nylander was like holding out so long. And sometimes sometimes I think like like the players, you know, like like I don't, know, I don't always want throw it at one direction, but I actually like really understand where Marner's coming from. And yeah, I, actually I think want it's the like players to get paid. Yeah, I want them to get paid. Like, that's why like I like. Not that I was never mad at Andrew McDonald for being on my hockey team or whatever, but it wasn't his fault that he got paid $5 million. Get the money. Like, if someone walked in tomorrow to my job and be like, hey, we'll give you $100 an hour, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. And then I'd sign it and be like, I'm probably not qualified for this, but okay, you know, cool, whatever. You know, I already signed, so we're good. So it's like, that's not his fault or whatever. And that's, and another thing is like, I don't think he's really going to get this or whatever, but, and I don't blame him for asking for it, but apparently like Proveroff's not close on a contract and he's asking for eight. Get it. Like if that's what they give you, that's what they give you. Like I don't blame him yeah. for asking. And people are like, oh, well we, I don't want to sign him for more than seven. So if he wants eight, he can walk. It's like, we're not in any position to do that. Like, oh, I don't yeah, know no. what you, I'm really high on a lot of our defensemen, but Proveroff is like, honestly, the, the, the straw that stirs the drink in Philly. Like, you lose Provorov, you lose a lot of that defense. It's not as strong with San- with just Sanheim, Myers, and Ghost. Oh, yeah, no. So I'm prepared, you know, whatever. Like, I don't, like, obviously, you know, I want to look. It'd be nice to get Provorov for, like, seven. And I think he'll come down. Like, I think it'll be closer to seven than it will be to eight. Well, that's how you negotiate. <laughs> yeah, mean- it's like, yeah, he's not going to start at six when he really wants eight. Yeah. He's going to start at nine and then hope he gets eight. Yeah. So and and when and sometimes I feel like they overblow it. It's times when it's like really not close. Like I could see him being like nine and them like six, and then they end up in the seven and a half to eight million dollar range. I think it's funny that like I think that they wanted like Aho for like six or some shit like yeah, that. See, and it was yeah, like, oh <laughs> yeah, no. no, you're just not paying attention, homie. Yeah, dude. See, then you deserve to get rocked and someone to offer sheet that kid. But. Yeah. But no, dude, you need you need Provorov. That's a dumb idea, and and I don't think that would be that bad of a contract. I mean, I think he's still young. He's still I young. Mean, he had one bad year. Like, I'm cool. Like, if he if that's what he gets, that's what he gets. Whatever. Like, well, what, what's his term like, looking like? Because for a dude like him on a down year, at least you could be like, okay, we'll give you eight, but sign the eight. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, I think he'll get, I think he'll get six or more, probably. May I? I do that I'll deal say all five day. or more. I'll say five or more. I do he'll that deal all day years. though. Even six yeah, years I would for too. eight. Yeah, you're saving yeah. money in the long term for sure. Yeah, and you're eating up a couple years of RFA. So yeah, and and like I think that's what a lot of like fans don't realize is you got to pay for that. Like if you start eating in the RFA, like you have to pay for that. That's why like Sanheim signed like three point two five, but he still has a year left of RFA. You know, he could be offer sheeted. You know, or he could be ready for his big boy deal. So yeah, but um. All right, I'm going to skip a couple since we were ranting. Um, I didn't even get to talk about PK. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, Go you ahead. have plenty of time. There's a couple <laughs> things. Like, we're not going to talk. Like, there's been... I know we probably could have talked about it last year, but or last week. But we're going to talk about rule changes in a later episode. Oh, yeah. Because no, that probably boring. deserves its own thing. Um, yeah, it's boring. And We have you know, all summered it. I don't mean boring. It's just... There's way more exciting things on the agenda. Yeah, I'll talk the rule changes and bitch about the refs some more in like three weeks. Yeah. Um, how do you feel right now about the Islanders have not re-signed Anders Lee or Robin Lehner? I... <sighs> like, I feel like they're playing at Panarin and Bob. Yeah, but I don't I don't feel like they have that strong of a hold to assume that. Um, yeah, it's bold of them to assume that those two are it, coming. It is real bold of them to assume that, and I'm I'm actually very surprised because it's Lou. Lou is going to pay yeah. twelve each for those guys, and it looks like he is because I don't think that they're doing it for anything less, honestly. Especially for yeah, the well, Islanders. I, why? I honestly why think do- Bob wants to go to Florida. Yeah, and why? Why would you take a discount to play for the Islanders? There's not a, a one single reason in the entire world. I could think of that you would take a discount to play for the Islanders. And yeah. and Lee is your captain. You have to sign him too. Like, this is bad. I really, and Leonard was your boy. And he just had this big, like, and you know he could play well for the team that you put in front of him. And you're basically putting the same team in front of him. I think this is bad news, Bears. I think even if they landed Bob and Panarin, it's just like, for what? Like, you yeah. had Lee and, and him, and then you could have, like, you're going to have kids coming up. Like, why, why are you putting 23, 22 to 24 mil into these two players that aren't even your usual style, Lou? Like, what are you going to do with them? Yeah, I mean, it's just surprising. I mean, because not that it look it doesn't look bad for him or whatever, but, like, you know, we just had the whole thing with Tavares or whatever, and Lee's like, yeah, I'm not that kind of guy. But then the Islanders go and turn their back on him. Yeah, like, that's, that's what I mean. He's that's... like heart and soul, dude. He was yeah. like really upset about that. And it's like, again, it's a business, but he took that shit to heart, man. Anders Lee is their their guy. Like, I don't, that's dirty. Yeah. I don't know. I it just it, Like you said, it's bold. It's bold of them to assume, you know, when I think they both have places that they'd rather be. Like, I think they both rather be in the Rangers. Not, maybe not Bob for the Rangers, but Panarin would rather go to the Rangers or Florida, and Bob would rather go to Florida than come to the Islanders. Yeah. I think. But I, I just thought it was I still think they're getting packaged together in Florida. I don't see I it. I think that maybe, makes the most sense. Maybe Rangers land Panarin with their little publicity stunt, putting his thing on on, on the big board of MSG. Oh, yeah, but that, that was dumb, too, because that player that they had, that wasn't Panarin. He... He's a right-handed shot. They had a player with a left-handed shot on the, their board. Yeah, I know. I think like it's that, reverse what you just said, but yes, I know. I heard that. Yeah, whatever it is. It was like <laughs> it was clearly like if he were to walk in, he'd be like, "That's not me." 
Yeah, I don't hold That's my stick That's just my like face. That. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, no shit. But they, they could did a better job. But and but, dude, it sounds so cheesy. And that's another. I don't know how to feel about this because I hate the Rangers. I just don't see what they're doing. They just told their fans two years ago they're going to rebuild, and you're going to go spend eleven and a half on Panarin. Like, I get it. I guess they have the room because everyone's expiring next year. But I just don't get that they're they're probably going to still pawn off um what's his name for a first at some point. A Kreider. Unless they immediately with Panarin go to win now, but I still think that they could, you know, I mean, chill they definitely out with have that. The room. They they well, do. Well, probably. They still have to re-sign Trouba. That still hasn't done. They still have to re-sign D'Angelo, um, Buchnevich, you know. Yeah. That, for, for the Rangers, that starts getting into the territory of, like, casualties because you signed Panarin. Yeah. Just like, like maybe not this year, but, like... Next year, Maybe if you look year. at them, everyone expires next year. Yeah, I mean, they so would definitely like, have to... So it's like, who's your new core? They would definitely have to move Kreider and Nemestikov and VC or someone like that to be able to sign all those guys. Like, Truba's probably getting, like, eight. Eight. They have 18 mil, so I'll just say 11 and a half of that goes to Panarin. So that's, what, six and a half? So right there, you don't have enough for Truba, probably. But um, hear me out, yo. I don't want the Rangers to succeed because I hate them. But <laughs> but I, I'll be partial to our Rangers fans. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding because I'm a Devils fan. But I'm like trying to be. I don't understand it from their standpoint. Like I get that. Like you guys want to contend and you want to contend every year and you don't want a long rebuild. I I understand that. But like I feel like the money has been trouble for you guys before, and I feel like. For some reason in New York, they still have the mindset to outbid people and do things like that, even though now we work in a hard cap. I understand you're the richest team in the league, but like, come on now. We're, we're still, you have to, there, there's a certain structure and, and that's the thing. Like after they have, they re-sign everybody, like they're not deep anymore. Like they're not going to be a deep team from what I can see. I hope, I mean, I don't hope. I mean, they really but, need the prospects that they've been drafting to step up. Yeah. If they're going to, like, make a move like this and, you know, get rid of players like Kreider and Nemestikov, I mean, although he hasn't been all that for them. You but, know. dude, is Truba, Panarin, and Zabanajad and Kako, I guess, so fair enough, is that a deep enough core that you want to build around already? Or do you want to give it one more year and see what it what it is without Panarin and... I guess they. I guess I see why they would go for it because you can't guarantee a Panarin and you don't want to be another top pick. But I just don't know. It just seems like it's a little premature that a year and a half ago they were like, "Hey, we're cleaning house on all these loyal like Rangers guys because we like suck," and then like two years later they're like spending to the cat. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's still early for them because that team, like. They're big, like, it's even past, and I'm not saying, like, Zabanajad is not, like, a good player, but I still feel like for them to be successful, he's going to be more of a piece than than the piece or whatever. This team is going to be real. like, I think they're really banking on Hedl and Anderson to be that, and last year they did not show that they were ready to be that. Like, oh, they each yeah, had no, 26 I mean- points or less. And, and they could be good players, but none of them yeah, are sure that they're right. going to be better than Zabanejad anytime soon. Right. Yeah, it's like what they're... Like, you're going to get rid of Nemestikov and Kreider in probably hopes that players like Buchnevich, Anderson, Cheadle, you know, those kind of players take over. And, I mean, Buchnevich is probably the closest 
Yeah. But I mean, even then, he you know he had forty three points the year before last and thirty eight points last year, but only in sixty four games. Dude, and they're they're, they're paying Shattenkirk six point yeah. six to do fucking nothing. I don't know. The Rangers are early. Like I'd honestly be. I it still surprises me. It's like the Truba move. Like it still surprised me, man. Like you like, don't just wait one more year and then go after next year's big free agent. Like that's just all I feel like it is. Like you have no idea. Because say they do it right, Panarin this year, and then I mean that's just so many one year, one year. Kreider, Nemestikov, Strom, VC, Bolesky. I mean. Fast, so I get it. It's like a lot of nothing, but you still have to fill all those spots. Yeah, you still and, have to be and, able to put a team. And the other thing that I feel like you know, Rangers fans are like overlooking is like Georgiev looks good for the most part. Is he a starter? Ah, uh, maybe. And then a lot of people are really like banking on like the Shostakovich kid to come over because I think he's coming over this year or maybe next year, or whatever. But he still hasn't played a game in the NHL. Like you can do everything yeah. you can in Russia. And I'm not saying some of it doesn't, like, transfer over or whatever, but not always. So, like, you know, don't, you know. I wasn't convinced of Carter Hart. I'm still really not convinced of Carter Hart. You know, it's just kind of what we got or whatever. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, you know, he's shown that he's good. The, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah, I, I know fine. what you're saying. It's the same thing as the Devils fans. We're just like, we'll just get rid of Schneider now. And it's like, why? Because Blackwood played 20 good games? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Not even like he played 20 games or whatever it was like, dude, you got to relax. Like goaltenders are very flaky and like I don't want to like down kids because they could have a great. He could be our goalie of the future. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but doesn't like, mean give it's not me a question good year mark right first. now. <laughs> so Carter Hart looks good. But like, again, goalies are just flaky. You just don't fucking know, dude. Yeah. And it really depends, too, on the team you put in front of them, too. Like, honestly, like you it's just so. But yeah, and I mean, they're still stuck with Hank. I don't mean stuck with him because they love him, but he's not going to retire before that eight and a half is up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> why would he? I don't know. I can't think of one reason why we wanted to do you guys a solid when he thinks he can still play hockey. Like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're early. Like, I, I mean, I could see too. I could see ways that it works, obviously, but I think it's early. Yeah. So. And I just think it's a lot of money. Like, I feel like. Like, I think, well, I think the biggest thing for me is, like, any time that you have to really sacrifice pieces of your roster to sign a free agent, I feel like that's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing, too, is I feel like they've done it a little bit before, but they should use, and again, I hope they never realize it, but they should use what they have and do every publicity stunt like Putin is... Panarin's face on the big board and use the New York thing. But like I'm hearing that they're the Rangers are, are willing to go up to 11 and a half and like Panarin might be asking for more than that. Now, the truth of these numbers, who knows, because a lot of it's probably agents like fucking around. But dude, yeah. why? Why? If he's going to get like 12, maybe 11 and a half from Florida. Why don't you just play that game all day? Like, dude, $10 million is a lot of money. $9 million is a lot of money. You're playing in front of like New York. Like, New York, New York. Like, you're in Madison Square Garden. Like, do you want to be on a good team, too? Sign for nine. Like, the same thing Toronto should do. You know he wants to go to a big market. Like, you know that. Yeah. You use that. Like, there's no reason. I've been over this a million times that Toronto had to pay Tavares 11 and a half. They should have said, dude, nine and a half. Or go back to the Islanders. Sorry, you want to play 
for your team. Yeah, it's like you're, we don't your necessarily dream, right? need you. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing is like <laughs> that's they what the Rangers should do. Need him. Like, yeah. <laughs> They should be like, listen, dude, we're not even ready yet. If you want to join the, our project, nine and a half, because we need to be able to I sign a, to have a roster. If not, enjoy Florida and their low taxes and shit. Enjoy an empty stadium. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I would be pushing. If I was the Rangers GM, I'd be like, go to the lowest, one of the lowest selling tickets in the league. They have to give them away for free. Like, you like having no fans? Go, go be buddies with Bob. Like, leave. I don't what. Get out of my office. Like, hey, or do you want to like play for the big boys? Like you want to play on like the most important place like you'll ever play ever. Like, and that's what I would, I would push the shit out of that if I worked for Toronto or the Rangers. Like, yeah, especially when you know that the player wants to come to your team. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So. And you know, he's done it before too. It's not even like a Tavar, like, like he literally took a discount to stay in Chicago because he wanted to play in Chicago. Like. You've heard he wants yeah. to play in New York. Like, use that. Like, <laughs> like, and and who knows? Maybe they will. And I'm just calling it. And they'll sign him for early. And then I'll be really mad that they got Panarin. But I don't yeah. see it happening. I don't understand why teams don't play that card more. Like, yo, dude, this is like the big leagues. Like, we'll get your, we'll get a replacement. Like, be cocky about it, man. Like, I don't understand that Toronto. <laughs> don't get Toronto. I don't get yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I can't say a whole lot because my team didn't do it either, so. Yeah, but to be fair, your guy didn't publicly say, I want to go play in Philly. I don't think he wanted to play in <laughs> Philly either. Do like, you want to? Yeah. I don't <laughs> exactly. think that he, I, we weren't his first choice for sure. Like, yeah. we were like, hey, dude, need a second line center. Pretty good. Like, that's what you do. And, you know, but he was like, I'll just go play for whoever. Like, But yeah, but like. If you do that when Johnny Gaudreau, like if Johnny Gaudreau, because we've heard him say that he wants to come home and play for you guys in three years or whatever it is, and he goes to free agency, he's only going to free agency for you, because I'm sure he loves being a flame otherwise. He's only yeah, leaving absolutely. for that. You pay him $11 million, I'm going to make fun of you guys the same fucking Well, $11 way. million dollars might not be that much money. At, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in three years. Who yeah, knows? Players know will be paying 25 each you know, a year. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Oh, like it, speaking of that, you better he better on. take a discount for that. That's the whole yeah. point. You guys know it, or he'll just go back to the Flames. It's no big deal. No love lost. Like you guys have prospects. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So I just thought this was like an interesting. I saw this like scrolling through Instagram earlier. There was a tweet by this guy named Daniel Tolinsky. I don't know. Like I don't think he's a writer or anything, but. He said, he tweeted, he said, I thought this was interesting. In 1999 and 2000, the highest paid NHL, the highest paid players from like every major league. So NHL, NBA, MLB, and NFL. NHL was Yager with 10.4 mil average. Uh, the NBA was Shaq with 17.1 mil. MLB was Bell with 11.9. And NFL was Aikman with 10.75. In 2019, 2020, the highest AAV for the NHL would be McDavid with 12.5 mil. The NBA will be Westbrook with 41 million. The MLB will be Trout with 35 and a half million. And the NFL Harper's will be bigger. I thought that was the whole point of. Harper's I think this thing. is like average. Well, Trout just signed a new one. Oh. And I, it's average based on year or whatever. So I don't know what oh, yeah, Harper's yeah, okay. average is out to. And the NFL would be 35 million for Russell Wilson. So. Between that, the highest paid player from ninety nine to two to twenty nineteen has only changed by two million dollars for the NHL. Yeah. Meanwhile, well, the other we work ones with a hard doubled. cap though, and I don't think those well, so other... does the NFL. A hard cap? 
Yes. I thought they pay a luxury tax too. No, the MLB and the the MLB and the NBA don't oh, have a hard cap. I didn't realize that football is like that too. Yeah. Wow. But the payroll is bigger, new. obviously. Oh, well, and the NFL makes more money. Like I can't well, yeah. complain. Like and I don't those are some gaudy numbers, but like if you're bringing in that much revenue, like what am I going to argue? That's too much. We should give more to the owners. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to say that, but like Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we like if it doesn't make dollars, don't make sense. So, <laughs> you know, you got to bring in that revenue. But I don't know. I think that this this year's like free agent class and re-signings and like the past like 3 years are like going to there's going to be like a wide like spread like like I don't know man just the next couple of years of NHL is going to get interesting cuz like players are going to think that they deserve more than others and shit like that but it's a cap system like you can't have that much and like I want the players to get paid like I think this Marner thing's ridiculous like I've been over that but like I think that like GMs are going to like wake have to like wake up to it and like stop doing that cuz they're setting a bad precedent and it's like dude we can't pay you 14 mil that's like way way over the percentage of the cap that we like do you want us to play in a bad like do you want to be like our only player like you want to play one on five like what do you, what do you want like yeah. it can't keep going up like this like it can't yeah i mean it's really interesting um man because it's it, they're like in between a rock and a hard place because like the problem is that the cap has gone up really fast the past few years and so now the players obviously want to make more yeah but at the same time, like, they need the cap to either go back down or chill at where it's at. But the players still want to make more. Yeah. And you want to know what I think is the best thing? To keep expanding. Because keeping expanding is going to make more revenue so the cap can keep going up. And it's also going to spread the talent out more. So it's going to make yeah. it... It's going to make, like, the, the guys who are on the fringe on the third line, but you know that they're better than that if they had the shot, like, the opportunities. So, like... I think that expansion and it's going to raise it and I want players to get paid, you know, comparatively to what they make in revenue for their team because that's fair. Then you know what I mean? Like that's but like enough. And I just I'll compare it to this. We're not going to get Panarin like there's people who are like, oh, they went to New York. There's a mystery team. It's like, dude, he's not signing with us. But like, let's say we sign Panarin for eleven and a half. Right. Fucking Taylor Hall is up next year. He said a million times like, oh, it's not about the money. Like, I want to be able to win, right? Yeah. So I take that and I say, okay, maybe he'll take a little discount. He definitely still wants a raise. He's a, one of the best players in the league. Maybe he'll, like, take a little bit less if he, like, sees that the team is doing what they need to do. But the right. second you sign Panarin to $11.5 million, there's no way in the world the Hall's not like, well, I'm, like, better than him, and, like, I'm your boy. So, like, I'm going to make more than that. It's like an insult. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and all of a sudden, you pay Panarin 12, you got to pay Hall 12. And the, he's not going to take a discount if you do shit like that. Like, you know, it's to yeah, see that it's like exactly a team what just effort. happened with Marner, or not Marner, with Matthews and Tavares. It's like, <laughs> exactly. You pay, you can't pay Tavares 11 and then be like Matthews, like, hey, man, we really like you to take eight. It's like, nah, man, like, I'm not. Yeah, like you sorry. had the money, you had the money before you signed Tavares, and I'm your boy, so you should have gave it to me first. Yeah, and yeah. I just think like people like I just hope the league like wakes. Like I hope GMs and players like cause I I really can't blame the players too much for wanting money, like you said, and for trying to get the best deal. But it's just like these bad deals are just like they just don't even make sense on like a 
from like that standpoint. And like ever and I would love Panarin, but like we're not gonna get him. If we pay him twelve mil, I'd I would just kiss Hall goodbye. Like honestly, I don't <laughs> And, but the I think that you way. could you could make a strong pitch to, to a guy like that if you're just like, hey, like we're going for it. We need the money for the depth, but you're our all star. Like we're not gonna go out and pay another all star. We're gonna get you like the the guys that you fucking need. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's how yeah, you the, do it. The only way I could see you guys ending up with Panarin is if, like, everything went south for, like, the Rangers and Florida, and you ended up with Panarin and Bob. But that's probably, like, the most unlikely thing to happen. That's probably, like, the most unlikely thing to happen, and that would never happen. But, I mean, I'll take them both. I love them. Like, I don't. I would love both them. That's, like, the one goalie that I'd completely give up on Corey Schneider for and just be like, all right, fine, flag him. Buy him out. Do what you got to do. <laughs> do whatever you have to do to move that money. Which yeah. it could work. We have the money. Like it could yeah, work. Yeah, you have but, the money. But again, then it's just like it's then, just I so mean, much. You have the money, but like Nico. it would be hard for you guys. Dude. Well, that and you guys already <laughs> aren't like the most flush with like depth players in general. Like so, you especially on defense. So you would pop like if you went and signed both of them and had to give them both twelve. Like there goes and because. Let's see the most movable. Like maybe you could get Bot. someone to take Andy Green. No, he has no trade, so he might not waive Botnin or whatever. But no like taking Andy for five either. Well, not, he only has one year left. Like you might be able to get it, but I don't think he would want to leave. Oh yeah, yeah. Why would he? Like if if like you could move. Like if you could trade Car. Not you, but like if the least can trade Marlowe to Carolina to get him to buy him out, you could probably trade Andy Green. Yeah, fair for one more year. Fair enough. Yeah, but I just. But think yeah, I that mean, but that way, if that if this hypothetical situation were to happen, I mean, it would be really hard for you to sign Butcher, your depth defense, Zaka, you know, Nico next year, McKenzie next year, you know, yeah, stuff like that, and and so on and so forth. Which it's like I'll take them both happily. I love both players, but yeah. I just right, we got to move on. Yeah, because we what have are we, a lot that what, we haven't. What else were we about. talking about? There's something else um, happening this week. Oh. Real quick, since we're talking about <laughs> contracts, I'm not going to go back into that. But bravo, 5.9 mil for Carlson for eight years. See, oh, that's yeah. how you sign. That's how you write a contract. That's how you make a sales pitch. You know, like you want to be here forever. This is your squad. You go in the record books as our first good player. Sign there. Done. Yeah, and <laughs> like like I said to you, like that is like legitimately credited to them being a good team, having a good coach, like wanting to stay where he's at. Okay. Yeah. Like, if he wanted to test free agency or whatever, he would have got a lot more money or whatever. Oh, yeah. But he likes where he's at. He likes his coach. He likes his team. Cool. He didn't want to go nowhere. And he knew that he probably wasn't going to score 40 goals again. <laughs> so, you know, yes. signs for a reasonable deal. Whatever. But, yeah, that was a great contract for them. Yeah, but that's a steal and a half. That really helped them, dude. Yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. GM's got to go in with that mindset. They ain't all going to go like that, but good job, Vegas. Yeah. That was a great contract. All right, so we're going to move on to some trades. Uh, I'll save, like, the bigger ones for the end, and I'll just read over some. So Eric Holla goes to Carolina for Nick Waugh, 21 years old, 30 points, 54 games in the AHL last year. Uh, I feel like he had some injuries, so I don't know how much of the playoffs he played, but uh, Charlotte, Carolina's farm team, won the Calder Cup this year, and a conditional fit. So I think that was a good deal for, for them. For Carolina, 
Um, and I mean, Vegas had to move cap space. So, um, Carl Soderberg goes to Arizona for Kevin Connaughton and a 2023rd. Um, I don't I like know how Soderberg. I feel about that one. That one was a little weird. I feel like I don't know how much room they need or they have or whatever, but I feel like uh, Colorado wants to be active in free agency. So I don't know. They could have got Borakovsky and did that though. And I don't know if that's the answer. Yeah. Like maybe they're, they might be making like room for Bob, but I mean, not Bob, um, Panarin, Panarin as well, but I, they, hmm. I mean, I they have Soderbergh's a lot of not an un, like an unneedable piece, but like it, ideally he's playing too many minutes. So like, if you could just play him less minutes, that's your depth. Like, so I don't really think that was a great move, but obviously it doesn't really matter that much. I mean, yeah, I mean, Colorado has a lot of space. They have the most in the league right now. They have 38.9 mil right now in cap space. They still got to sign Ranton in there, right? They still have to sign Brandon, so that's going to be a big dent. Um, Barry's up next year, but there's so much talk of him moving, moving on. Which, I think that'd be a year early. I don't know. That's going to start a whole other thing. We could talk about Yeah, I mean, it's sh- it's hard to argue with how good their defense is and the prospects. I don't know. Like, that would be a guy I wouldn't necessarily want to trade. But, you know, it could be I may, definitely early, but it could be like one of those situations like, Nashville, where the defense is good, so we can afford to get rid of someone. Yeah, yeah. but to be like fair, Nashville didn't get rid of PK Subban because you know they needed to. Like they were good on defense. They have a kid that they already expect to take over his role, and they needed the cap space more than they needed Subban. Yeah, not that no, it no. won't hurt, but you know. Well, I just think they don't want to lose him for nothing. But like, go for the motherfucking cup this year, dog. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So I don't know. They're they're interesting. Uh, Calvin DeHaan and Alexi Sorella to Chicago for Gustav Forsling and Anton Forsberg. Yeah, I thought we were promised with Carolina's new owners they weren't going to do things like this. I don't know what they're doing, man. They're clearing I... cap even though they got the room. Like, <laughs> they're silly. They are fucking silly. They don't know how to invest in their... Like, you're going to make the money back if they have another year like next year, the bunch of jerks. Like, come on. I don't know. I think it's stupid. Yeah. I that was a questionable move for me. Uh like I said, Forsling, you know, maybe bot like fourth line player, maybe bottom six at best. You wanna know Forsberg, what I Sorry, back up maybe. Yeah, you know, whatever. Ba- back up maybe. maybe. <laughs> but what I were you gonna say? I was gonna say I think that Carolina played that wrong. I feel like it's like a money move, even though it shouldn't be, because they have the like the room and they shouldn't have like they could have gotten more for DeHaan. And they, they, they probably, and someone probably thought like, oh, this is like a money move. They should have been like, no, you just got prospects ready to take his fucking job. Like, what are you going to give us for DeHaan? And like played hardball and like gotten like at least a pick, like something like what? <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, I don't see like this Sabrella kid, like he's put up like 25 goals in the AHL. So like, he's like a decent goal scorer. So I don't know why they had to give up him and DeHaan to Chicago. I don't, I don't understand that. So much. Um, <laughs> Bowman went in there and he's like, "Remember that? Remember we gave you Tivu? Yeah. <laughs> you owe us, dog. You want your house yeah. to blow up?" <laughs> um, Ryan Hartman gets traded to Dallas for Tyler Pitlick. He must have really tried to overbid you guys because I didn't get that one either. But yeah, other than that, Hartman wasn't signed, and Pitlick's at least signed for only one mil, 
and is probably a fourth line player, which is ideally where I wanted Hartman to play anyway. Yeah. Um, and Dallas didn't um qualify Hartman either. So I think they're going to try to get him back, but technically he's going to unrestricted free agency. So, because I think the qual like for him to be qualified would have cost more than they were willing to pay. Um, but I mean, whatever. I don't really. I wasn't that high on Hartman. Like I thought maybe you know he could be a useful player, but wasn't really a penalty kill guy. Um, wasn't a power play guy. Was an okay third fourth liner, which I feel like Pitlick, you know, maybe more of a fourth liner, but you know, probably gives you you know, another player that you could throw on the power pl- or penalty kill if you needed to. So. Oh, yeah. And, Pet- and he was signed for more reasonable money or whatever. He's fine, like, fourth-line player. I like him for fourth-line play. He's going to bust his ass for you. I actually, like, know of Tyler Pitlick, even though I probably shouldn't because he's, like, a nobody. But, like, I've watched him play. I like him. <laughs> yeah. So I'm fine with that. Whatever. Um, Burakovsky goes to Colorado for Scott Kosmichuk, a 2022nd and a 2023rd that... Colorado acquired from Arizona for dickhead um, Soderberg. <laughs> I couldn't remember his name for a second. I was looking right at it too, and I couldn't like say it. Fair enough. Um, that I like. Uh, I definitely. I think there's still upside for Burakovsky. Uh, I don't know how much upside, but we shall see. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why he couldn't seem to get it together in Washington, but. You know, maybe, you know, change of scenery helps him out. I still think that there's a player there uh, that's definitely worth taking the chance on. Yeah. So, uh, Colin Miller goes to Buffalo for a 2021 second and a 2021 fifth. That's complete capped up. Absolute steal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's a good trade for Buffalo. Yeah. Um, Phil Kessel goes to. (laughs) Say it loud. Phil Kessel, Dane Burks, a 2021 fourth. For Gal Chenyuk and Pierre Olivier Oliver, I don't know what his other one is. But Joseph, like I said, decent defensive prospect that Pittsburgh obviously doesn't have. Um, I mean, Gal Chenyuk, like I still like him. Like I, it's kind of it's kind of like Burakovsky, just kind of better. Like I think that there's still a player there. Uh, I don't know how much, but you know, best case scenario for Pittsburgh, you get to put him next to Sidder Malkin, gets back to twenty twenty five goals. You know, yeah, and he's not supposed to be the guy in Pittsburgh, which I think yeah. could be very helpful to him. And good job for Phil finally getting out of that cesspool of hate that they have going on for him over there. My goodness gracious! All of a sudden, yeah. so many rumors about Phil Kessel. It's just like, man, so the guy likes to play poker. Jesus Christ! Like, unless you really know and you like know it's that bad. Like, come on, it, it, everything's all fun dandy until he gets traded. Then all of a sudden, he's like cancer he's a piece of shit just like man so happy for him to go to a smaller market and not deal with that shit yeah i just feel like and like i was it's i hate watching like the hockey guys videos because i have similar thoughts to him all the time and then i just feel like i'm saying the same things like that he says um but like he was talking about it's like you always hear like the rumors of like kessel it's like not being you know 100% bought in you know not being the best teammate and the same kind of the same thing about Subban. it's like you hear like, oh, he makes it all about himself. And it's like, you don't see that when it's good or whatever. It's like everybody, like no one's ever come out and said, oh, I really hate Subban. I really don't like playing with Kessel or whatever. But then when like it's time for like trade rumors to start coming, it's like, oh, he's really just about himself, you know, not 100%, you know, whatever. And it's like, I don't get it. Like, I feel like whenever I think it's you... really just a cop out. Yeah, I feel like and it happens. It'd be one thing if it didn't happen every time a big name got moved. 
but it happens every time a big name got moved. Like, I remember there was that goofball in Edmonton who was, like, trying to claim Taylor Hall had, like, a drug problem after that happened. And it was oh, just, George like, LaRock, yeah. No proof. Not a single shred of evidence at all. Like, and maybe it was true, but you sure didn't push it like like it was. Like, it, you sound like a fucking nut job. And then, and then what? Taylor Hall two years later wins the heart. Like, and he's fine. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're such a joke. Whenever a good player gets traded, it's always like, well, they must be a terrible person. It's like, yeah, yeah or I guess. Vincent just has a bad GM, and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, like. I don't know why they're, I mean, I'm not saying that there never is a problem and maybe Kessel is, you know, not a good teammate and PK Subban is all about himself, but it doesn't mean that they're not good players. Like, I don't know, man. I really don't believe the PK thing. And I really don't, I don't believe really it when either. he I don't see of, any reason to believe that. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe any of them unless there was like some real like evidence and it like made a lot of sense. But like the PK one, especially, it's just like, dude. He's just so he's so great to his fans. He built a goddamn children's hospital. Like, what does the guy have to do to like not be like labeled a piece of shit just because like <laughs> like damn yeah. man? And like yeah, I don't know. like you said, like maybe I shouldn't watch the hockey guy so much because I do this, but like he's a good player though. Like Yeah, he's a good should player. Should he not like, be confident? That that? You want to have on a, on your team. Yeah. Like, should you not be a confident person? If you're P.K. Subban, like, I don't know, man, just you show the slightest bit of personality in this sport and they fucking try to say that you're like a fucking terrible person. It's insane. Yeah. Um, We don't really have to talk too much about this one because we're running long already and there's still a couple things I want to talk about. Um, But obviously today, Andrew Shaw goes to Chicago for a 2022, 2021 third and a 2027th. Um, She just like the text that we had on the Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like I like I was telling Rob, like objectively, it's not a bad trade. Like Shaw's a good player. They didn't have to give up anything on off their roster. Um, but even with all the trades, even though I think Chicago won most of them, like I don't really know. Like they didn't get crazily better or whatever. Like there was no game changer for them. Like maybe you know they keep some pucks out of the net. Um, you know, still pretty top heavy with that forward group. Um, if Corey Crawford isn't a hundred percent or gets hurt, then the season's done. Absolutely. So I don't really, I don't know. Um, they're a they little, just see, little and like, ju- and it's even more flooring that they keep adding, like maybe not the highest cap hits, but it all has term on them, like at least three years. Like that just seems crazy to me. They have prospects and all these kids coming, and they just keep adding veterans with term. So maybe not the highest cap hits, but still, I mean, it's in the way. No one in their division got marginally worse either. <laughs> so like, yeah, not really. I don't know yeah. whose spot they're taking that Shaw and Olimata and even are the, getting them like there. you could argue that you know maybe Winnipeg and Nashville aren't as stronger, but or are aren't as stronger, aren't as strong because you know obviously they lose Subban and they lose Truba and whatever. But at the same time, like Dallas will probably be like real and i think colorado will be for real next year yeah um not to mention the pacific's wild cards arizona and vancouver are both gone in now debatable which one of them that's going to be you know i'm still a little nervous of vancouver you could still question arizona but like they both got fucking better for sure yeah they didn't get i think so yeah yeah i don't know um i think chicago is kind of kidding themselves a little bit um, I would just 
let time take its course. You know, obviously you want to, I think, I think the thing is that they're feeling like, not that they didn't win three cups already, but like I have, I have to believe that their ownership has to be pushing to like win something with Kane and Taze one more time. And it's not like it's going to be over tomorrow or whatever, but I mean, you are getting in that conversation. Maybe so. in Taze land, but Patrick Kane looks like he's still roaring. Hey, he had a yeah, career but how year far year, away right? are it? Yeah, well, almost close. Yeah, he was close. It's. I think it's more of the thing. It's not that it's going to be over tomorrow, but how long? Well, they're gonna. If they kept going the track, I'd say you know two years. Now, I mean, you're really tying cap up for unnecessary reasons. So. But- that's we I've talked about this man they should have just rebuilt on the fly that second and third that they gave up for Shaw although fair value they should have just collected that taken one more year they should have picked Byram <laughs> and then they could have traded one of their other defensemen for a third line center because that's all they fucking got in the near future like you know what I mean like I and no offense he could be a great player but like what he's not gonna take Taze's job tomorrow like they should just pick the the fucking defenseman. They should have tried to move out some bad contracts, given it one more year, and then went for it next year. But instead, they did like middle of the road, like mediocre, like things, and then like they're they're now farther away from getting closer. They're not closer. Yeah, well, it's like yeah, it's kind of like they're the same distance away, but now they build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. I don't know, man. I don't know. They should have been getting their ducks in a row for the next year. And and they still fought for a spot this year. So, like, we say this, and I don't think that they're going to make it again. I don't think it's going to be like that. But, like, you're right. They have Taze. They have Kane. Like, they're not going down without a fight. Like, you could have been middle of the road again this year. Explain that to your fans. Been great the next year and taken the right picks and made the right moves. But, like, instead, you're, like, trying to get better now, but you don't have the room to do it. And you get a little bit better. So what, you're going to get a little bit closer, but like you said, like you built a wall. Like now, now you're tied. You don't have the picks. Like you don't, you know, you don't have anything, man. Like they need to move out bad money. Like, yeah, not be taking on average. Like, yeah, I just, yeah, like, like we said, like, I don't see like the game changer that makes uh, Chicago like so much better than they were last year. But to make me say like, oh, I see the path to the playoffs when I don't really like if everything goes right just like for any team if everything goes right then sure whatever but that doesn't almost ever happen so but but let me again we don't have to spend too much time in this but just let me paint a quick picture so they picked their last four first and second round picks that they did right have all been defensemen or some shit like that right so they picked Byram yeah probably something like that they picked Byram right Two years, most of those kids are playing. All of a sudden, they have a young, straight-up, scary defensive core like all the other teams that we say are, like, fucking look frightening, like Colorado. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? To look scary. Kane is still putting up points. Now you've got, like, the real Dylan Strome, not the fake Dylan Strome, the Arizona Dylan Strome. You have an actual Dylan Strome with, um, what's his name? Um, Debrinket. Debrinket. You know, Jonathan Taze isn't dead. Like, <laughs> so you, two yeah. years from now, you still have a decent top six. You have one of the scariest defenses in the league. You move out some money so you can get a real goalie. And you have one more high pick, probably, that probably turns into, what, the center that you got, like the equivalent of Doc? 
or whoever they, that's who they picked, right? That's his name. Yeah. I want to make yeah. sure I had that right. So next year you draft your Kirby Doc. Yeah, you know I mean whoever's in that position for the forward, and and two years from now you're back in the playoffs. That's what I don't understand. But like that would have been my pitch to ownership. Just like we're gonna do it, but like give me one more fucking year to just push this whatever team that we have, and then then we're gonna fucking go for it. Like, and I'll trade firsts, and I'll turn and I'll cheat to win like i always do like (laughs) yeah i'll magically make people get hurt and then make them come back in the playoffs so we could beat the cap and i'll do all the things i usually do it's got to give me one more fucking year of being mediocre come on they're not hurting ticket sales like no i mean it's like they're still making money yeah i mean i i agree like i think you know regardless of you know the right pick or the wrong pick or whatever like they were close this year i think they could have taken taking another year, you know, get another, you know, top 10 pick, whatever. I don't even know. They won, like, pretty far down there, didn't they? Were they top 10? They might have been top 10, but it was, like, 10 or maybe, like, 11 or something like that. They were pretty— They were 11th. They were 20th in the league. Yeah. So, they were close, you know. I'm not saying they get lucky again or whatever, but, you know, you get another decent mid-round pick, and then next year. I agree. Next year. Yeah, and they had a new franchise defenseman, most likely. I could be wrong. The kids are young. Maybe I'm too high on this. I'm I too mean, they have good defensemen. But, like, fucking, I mean, I just don't get it. I just, like, all these teams that we say are, like, on the come up. Look at their scary defense. They're, like, all the ones that, like, every team is, like, like foaming at the mouth for right now. This league is, yeah. and not to mention, you could trade them. Like, this league is so cracked out for defensemen. Like, defensemen weren't even supposed to go in, like, the top 10 this year. <laughs> and they're the top 20. Yeah, and like there wasn't that many. of them. Went. Yeah. All of a sudden, just D. Tyler Myers is going to get 8 mil. Like, come on. Like, they, it, it's like they're all out of their mind. You could have traded one of them and gotten whatever you wanted. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's I don't my know. piece. I'm just saying. Oh. I don't get it. They're going to ruin a good team over there. Even though I hate them. I mean, good job, but. I don't hate them. They they just won three cups. So it's like, I'm not rooting for them, but like, I just don't get it. Bowman was like my hero. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just like, I just think that there's like pressure for them to try to win faster. Um, and I just don't know that the team is necessarily set up for it. It was, I think it was getting there. Um, but now, you know, you have two more guys taken away. Not, I'm not saying any of those guys or all of them, or any of them, were going to be ready. But, like, they have good defensive prospects. And, you know, you just, you know, you already have Seabrook and Keith for, like, five years still. Yeah. And then you have those guys for another three years. So, and even if those kids weren't ready this year, you still have those guys for another two years. Yeah. So, like, why? Why? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't, I don't think, dude, I don't, anything could happen when you get older with the, with hurting and player production, but I mean, they don't really look like they're slowing down. Maybe they're defenders, but not, like, Kane and Taze are fine. Like, yeah, Kane skill and players will play long, like, as long as they don't get hurt. And from what I could see, Patrick Kane doesn't have a lingering hurt problem. He just, he just no. throws up points like it's his motherfucking job. Like, <laughs> his career is not ending anytime soon. I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see it either. I don't, but I don't know. I don't know why they seem to be rushing to like put band aids on things that, if they just waited, would heal themselves from within. So yeah, but I digress. What's yeah. the other news? So 
now we'll move on to some signings. Uh, Carl Gunnarsson signs two-year, 1.75 average for St. Louis. Uh, that was good. He scored. Was Gunnarsson's the one that scored that goal yeah. in overtime, right? Yeah. So that was good. Um, Brian Elliott signs a one-year, two million dollar average contract. I. Oh, I get. This it. was surprising. I don't hate it. Um, because a lot of what led to Brian Elliott's injuries was him playing like 15 games in a row and getting no rest because we couldn't trust Michael Neuvert or anybody else. So, I mean, it's not ideal, but at the same time, it seemed like um, Talbot wanted to go be a starter somewhere else, and that wasn't really in the cards for him here. Um, there were and still I think other that's, options. I think you needed I don't, a fresh slate. I don't know that there was that many other options that were really that much better than the only option I would have really liked to see and well I would have liked to see it if they would have ended up buying him out which they didn't which actually we didn't I mean either way like Scott Darling got traded to Florida for James Reimer today and then Florida bought out Darling and I'm not talking about Darling I'm talking about Reimer I wouldn't (laughs) mind experimenting with that yeah with James Reimer um because it sounded like you know Florida might have bought him out if they weren't able to trade him so I would have liked that or trying to, you know, move some like low cap hit like Hague or something to uh, kind of offset the cost. But I don't know how many other options there were for players who didn't want to be starters. Like we're not going to get Varlamov. We're not going to get Laner. Um, McElhaney, I mean, I would have been interested, but he's 37 too. So, you know, you're really playing against the clock with injuries there either way. Um but Hart's your starter. I mean, yeah. The thing, the reason why Talbot was appealing was because Hart is the starter, absolutely. But if he doesn't, you know, if he struggles, it's someone to fall back on. Which I think Brian Elliott could still be that. I mean, and I'm not saying health isn't a concern, but the main reason why he was hurt was because he had to play so much, and he doesn't really or shouldn't have to do that. But it's a risk. But as for like the way it fit in the cap, it kind of made sense. So, yeah, um, it's I like I said, it wasn't my most ideal. Like I like Brian Elliott when he plays. He you know he's he's pretty good. Like the stats you know kind of back him up for being good. It's been the injuries. It's not that he hasn't been you know a good goalie. It's that he's been injured. So it's definitely a risk. Um, but you know we actually have. You know, our other goalie prospect came over. Not that I'm saying that I want him to have to step in if Brian Elliott gets hurt, but I think that they're high on him. He'll probably start in the AHL. Who's this? You still have uh, Felix Sandstrom. He was like the guy before Carter Hart. So, but so he came over. Uh, he'll be in the AHL probably this year. Um, I mean, you still have Alex Lyon, who I'm not incredibly high on, but if you needed, you know, you could. Um, and before we talk about buyouts, uh, apparently, and I was going to talk about this, but I figured I just kind of skipped it for time. Veteran forward report, veteran forward Joe Pavelski reportedly expected to leave San Jose and sign a three-year deal with Dallas, which I don't know, man. If San Jose, obviously they re-sign Eric Carlson. If they, obviously looks like they're going to lose Pavelski and they end up with like Thornton and Marlowe that's a real big loss for for San Jose 
like, don't get me wrong, like, I get, you know, Joe Thornton is, like, your guy, but... Wrong Joe, I mean... Yeah, like, they took, and I get, like, you know, I guess people are worried about Pavelski's, like, injury towards the end of the year and stuff like that, like, not the one that was in the playoffs, but, like, he had an injury before that and then obviously got banged up in the playoffs, but, like, is there any other, is there any less risk with with Thornton? No, he's got a like, bum knee. And, like, he doesn't Pavelski score that scored many 38 goals. goals this year. Yeah. yeah he's, so, Joe Pavelski's not fucking around still. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I really don't like this move for San Jose. I think um, that this Carlson thing's sinking the whole ship completely. Like, completely yeah. and totally ruining everything that they have been trying to accomplish. They missed it. This was the year, and after that it was over. And it's, it's fucking over, dude. I don't understand. I don't see... Any competitive offense coming out of that team. I don't. It's going to be tough. Yeah. They have I no mean, depth, really... and they have now no star power either. They have Couture. They have Couture and I like Meyer. Couture. But, and, My- and Meyer. It's not, and, and like the depth, depth isn't completely gone, but if you were to ask me would I rather have Couture, Meyer, Pavelski, LeBlanc, you know, this, or would I rather have Brett Burns and Eric Carlson? I'm probably taking the forwards all day. Like, I'll keep Brent Burns. Yeah. And, you know, I'll keep Velasic and I'll keep Braun or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'll keep these guys. It's cool, whatever. Like, Eric Carlson, go make 11 mil somewhere else. Deuces. Yeah. And, it's like, I don't think anyone sh- could have even blamed them. Like, yeah, he would have been the most expensive rental ever, but, like, who cares? You were going for it. Now it's time to just let him go so you can keep going for it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you went from it being the most expensive rental ever to pretty much having to dismantle the team yeah. to keep him. So you gave up more assets. Yeah. Or you lost more assets. You didn't give him up, but you lost more assets. Like you traded for Nyquist, lost him. Yeah. You know, you lose Don Scoy, you lose Braun, you lose, you know, Pavelski, Pavelski. the, the yeah. biggest one. It's like you lost all this to keep him. And, so. well, I guess it wouldn't have been that big of a difference, but I don't know. You could have just traded again for another offensive defenseman if you're that fond of them. There was one on the block, clearly. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was some deal that could have been made for that. Well, I don't think they would have. I think a, they would They would have had to give up a lot more because they wouldn't have taken all that space on. Well, maybe they would have. I mean, they gave Carlson, they gave Carlson 11. 11 and a half. And maybe. Maybe they give them more and they retain some, you know. But who cares? I'm glad that didn't happen. I just don't think Eric Carlson... I think he's an eleven million dollar player now. Eight years from now, fuck, dude, dude. He is ideally him. Like you don't. He's ideally eleven million dollar player right now. It's not guaranteed that he's even an eleven million dollar player. Dude, he's not worth destroying a whole team for, especially when you have Brent Burns. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's well. Good luck to Pavelski in Dallas because that could actually be a good team. That's see, that's the vet that's the veteran center that they needed. Like not Jason Spezza. Yeah. Although yeah. Spezza wasn't bad when he first got there. No, I mean, he wasn't. He's Spezza. he's just older now, man. He's you know. Yeah. Spez was all right, and but yeah, no, I I like Pavelski in in that, and I think that means really, the Rangers aren't getting that second first round pick for Zook. <laughs> yeah. Although I mean I really liked uh I really liked Zuccarello for Dallas. I did too. I wish that there he was a way the that I don't know what he is asking for. 
because apparently like Minnesota is apparent is going like long term with him. Not I don't know how long term, but like they're offering him term, and I don't like that for Minnesota, man. I just don't. I don't either. They need to get younger. Yeah, not so, older. But oh well. So that's pretty much it for the signings, and then we'll talk about a couple buyouts, and then we'll end it here. Uh, Ryan Spooner is bought out by Vancouver, which kind of surprised me. I thought you know he might be able to, because I think he only had one year left. So I you know some of these maybe buyouts be, make no sense to me. Yeah. So. None I thought, like, he would just be able to find his way into, like, their bottom six or whatever, or, you know, he gets waived for one, you know, and saves, like, 950k off the cap or whatever. Yeah. Like, who cares? That surprised me. Um, Valerie Nachushkin gets bought out of his final year. I get that one. Is, that one makes sense. <laughs> and it's just a shame. Like, that kid, like, the skill was there for sure. Um, and I really, like, thought it was going to work out for him. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't. And we talked about Darling already. Um, Andre Sequeira is bought out by Edmonton. He had two years left at like 5.5. That one kind of surprised me because they don't have a replacement. Like, they don't have a replacement. Um, and I know he's been battling like the injury, so they could have LTIR'd him if he got injured again. Um, but now, you know, you tie up cap for the next four years. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. That one, that one surprised me because I thought like Sequeira, like, not that he was their boy, like he was gonna like be there forever or whatever, but like that seemed like not like the captain, but like the veteran leader, whatever. Like that seemed like their boy. Um, and then Slemko gets bought out by Philly. Don't um, get that one. But that it's one so little we shouldn't me. even talk about it. But I we what the fuck? What who cares if you guys pay Slemko two million? It's so stupid. Yeah, I mean, it didn't save a whole lot. Like, we're paying him 900 k this year, so that saved us. Well, I guess it saved, like, 1.1 off the cap this year, but then it cost us 600 k this next year. Um, Are you guys not done? Like, you got Braun, you got Kevin Hayes. Who the fuck else are you lining up that you need cap room? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't see, I don't know. Like, obviously, I think ideally they would want to get a third-line right winger because, like, someone, like, I honestly like I'm really curious about Justin Williams. Um I don't know if he would want to come back to Philly. Um but I'd be really curious about him. Obviously like Don Scoy would be like ideal, but he's going to be out of our price range. Um I mean cuz I think to get the best out of Patrick, you would want to, you know, not put another kid next to him. You would want someone like Justin Williams who, you know, does the game the right plays the game the right way you know, does the little things, you know, plays offense, plays defense, someone like that. So I don't know, maybe they're looking there. I don't know what the room is going to be like um, after they sign Konechny and Provorov, but it's possible, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I also kind of wonder if it was kind of like a favor to him because he's probably, he was probably never going to play for us. He'd probably be stuck in the AHL all year where maybe he gets assigned somewhere and be in number seven to where he gets some NHL time and he gets, you know, he's probably going to spend most of the year in the AHL anyway, but, you know, maybe he actually has a shot. So, I don't know. I didn't mind him. I like David Schlumko. Um, I I mean, obviously, I don't think he had a spot here because we already have eight defensemen before him. So, yeah. but, you know, who cares? I guess. Not a know, big cost deal. Us money, so. I just don't yeah. like buyouts, man. You're leaving money on the table, especially, like, Longer term ones. I don't really understand the Sakara one. Like you handcuff yeah, yourself I mean, later, man. A lot of them like didn't make the only one 
that ended up, now I'm not going to say the only one, because that's not like I have all the fucking buyouts written down that have happened or whatever. But, like, the only one that made, well, I guess, like, Corey Perry and Dion Phaneuf kind of made sense. McDonald a little. made sense. McDo- and I was going to say, <laughs> McDonald made sense because we ended up using that cap space. Yeah. Um, But not a lot of them have made, like, it's been a lot of, like, not weird, but it's just, like, why? It's, like, it's been a lot of, like, you couldn't suffer one more year or, you know, or players like Spooner, who, like, you probably could use as, like, a bottom six forward. Yeah, Spooner's not, like, a terrible player. Yeah. Oh. So. Ryan Spooner will get another job. Yeah, he'll sign somewhere. I think so. Um, But yeah, so that's like the news. Obviously, this is June 30th, so tomorrow is the big day. Um, Obviously, you're already hearing like trickles in of Pavelski signing. Um, But yeah, so this was, even though it'll probably come out after. (laughs) Next week's episode, we'll talk about everything that happens tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm calling it, but I'm Panarin to Florida, dude. It's just going to happen. It's going to, I mean, I don't think it can happen until like 12, but like, it's going to like, we're going to know probably tonight. Dude, if the Islanders get him, I'm hoping we scoop up Lee too. I think that would be a dope move for us. Yeah, I'd like that for you guys. Wouldn't that be a sick move? It'd be like the bigger body to bang him in an actual top six too. Guy to do that. Yeah. Clearly somebody who will like like stick around and be a good locker room guy too. If you don't treat him like he's a second class player. (laughs) Yeah. um, Just before we go, apparently Pavelski's deal is looking three years, $7 million a year. Ooh, get paid, Joe, before you hang him up. Nice. I wouldn't have done that, but nice. Yeah. And please, just please. Don't sign Corey Perry, Chuck Fletcher. Please, for the love of God, oh, I yeah. don't want Corey Perry. I I wouldn't touch fucking Perry with like a hundred foot pole, dude. It's Other like people I said that. Like, Why don't we give Perry a shot? It's like, no, fuck Corey Perry. Like It's like, I don't need, like, Patrick's not like the fastest guy, but I need someone who can still skate to play next to him. Like, Justin Williams can still skate, so please, yeah. just do the right thing and just don't sign Corey Perry. Yo, Corey Perry should find a job. But, like, Corey Perry should be, like, finding a job, like, two months from now for, like, not even, like, a mil. <laughs> He's getting paid enough in the buyout. Like, but I, I heard that yeah. there's suitors. There's, like, 10 teams that want him. It's just like, oh, my goodness gracious. I cannot think of why you wouldn't hold out on this guy and somebody grab him a month from now on the cheap. Like, someone's going to pay Corey Perry to, like, play hockey on their fourth line, probably. Like, come on. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, Corey Perry would be strictly, he gets a PTO yeah, for a training camp, and if he does well, and he survives, then he gets a contract, he'll get a one-year contract, but it sounds like, you know, someone might be willing to take the chance, and I really hope it's not the Flyers, so, I don't care who it is, to be honest, as long as it's not the Flyers, if it's the fucking Flyers, I swear to God, man, I don't think it will be, because I feel like if he has offers for, like, multiple years, then... I don't see that being in, like, the Flyers' plans. Like, you don't sign Corey Perry yeah. for three years or whatever. Like, I don't know, man. But, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. So, uh, follow us on Twitter at OffTheBarCast. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at FuckYouRaf. Um, enjoy your... Um, so I think t- tomorrow's going to be real interesting, and I'm really upset that I have to work. Yeah, because me too. it's probably gonna be one of the more energy, like not more. It'll probably happen really fast, so it'd be like one of those days, like you call it out of work, 
and then you don't have anything to do, but then like 12 o'clock hits, and like for 25 minutes, everything happens, and then it's like lunchtime, and then nothing happens for the rest of the day. So. Yeah. But I think it'll be interesting. Um. So yeah, we'll be back to report on that next week. Yeah, so. super amped to report on that next week. It should be fun, fun time. So enjoy it, listeners, and we will uh, talk to you again soon, right? Yeah. So once again, this has been Off the Bar, and I'm Joey. And I'm Rob. And we will see you guys next week.